I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate Six Flies, Eight Neighborhoods, Zero Compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Well, good evening and welcome to In the Room. And I know what you're thinking. This doesn't sound like Brady Hicks. That's because it's not Brady Hicks. This is Howard Morgan um, hosting tonight. Uh, Brady couldn't be with us. Uh, he'll be right back here in this spot next week. Um, I'd like to bring on, as always, the lovely Kathy. Kathy Fitz, how are you doing tonight? Good, Howard. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How was your weekend? Oh, pretty good, but if you hear some little uh, things crying, my cat just gave birth to three kittens, and I'm trying to help. So. (laughs) (laughs) So you might be a little preoccupied tonight is what you're saying. (laughs) No, she's a new mom, and she doesn't know what to do, and I'm just trying to point the kittens in the right direction. And, and completing the trifecta is the maniac, Matt. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, guys. I'm good. It's another week. How was your weekend? Another week of wrestling in the bag. How was it? Wasn't yeah. Bad. Wasn't bad. No complaints. Yeah, I was, I was a little, I don't know, underwhelmed by Raw. I, think, I mean, I, I recorded. I did watch a little bit of it. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just... Raw just didn't do it for me this week. I don't know if that's just my opinion or if you guys had a chance to watch it, what your thoughts were. I just I, – I don't I don't get where they're going with a couple of things. And, again, it was just – it didn't really hold my attention on the stuff that I had watched. And maybe it gets a little bit better near the end of the, I guess, the last third of the show. But the first two-thirds of the show just didn't do it for me. Yeah, I agree. I was not impressed with it. Yeah, I've watched some of it, and what I saw was not anything that has made me excited to keep watching it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I used to be, I mean, I used to love Raw. I was a big Raw guy, and I always viewed SmackDown, not, you know, trying to, un, you know, underscore anything, but I was viewed SmackDown as the B show. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm more excited to tune into SmackDown 
you know, I mean, I watch it on Saturday mornings because um, I record it because well, I'm, I'm getting older and I, I generally don't try to stay up that late. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I think SmackDown is is becoming the the flagship show. It certainly seems that way. Um, and, I mean, look, even SmackDown is still loaded with problems. It's just that SmackDown has the bloodline, and it's an hour shorter, which gives it a bit of those two things give it an advantage. Yeah. I find myself by the third hour just kind of nodding off and, and real, even, even recording it. I mean, I can watch three hours of Raw, and I – I fast forward some of the stuff that I really don't want to see or, or really don't care for. Um, I can generally watch three hours of Raw in just about an hour's time. Um, yep. Which is sad yep. because two hours when it first came out, I was glued to the television set, you know, and, and now I, I can't hardly stand some of the matches and some of the stories are just, I don't know, they're, they're not making any sense. I don't know what they're doing with Kevin Owens and, well, this, I mean, it's smacking about Kevin Owens and, and um not SmackDown, we're all sorry. Um, Owens and Riddle, and now they're bringing Cody Rhodes into the into the mix with with Zayn and and Owen. Nothing's making sense. No, no, none of it. None of it really feels like it makes sense. Makes me think Vince McMahon yeah. is in charge of booking again. It, it, it certainly does. I was just going to say it does certainly have a you know a a Vince McMahon kind of feel to it. Um, I don't like again that. You know, Shelton Benjamin, um, you know, um, Christ, his other name is escaping me right now. Um, the tag team, it, it was essentially another squash match. It was just a minute longer. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it's, it's not what you want to – and it's it's not what you want to see. And – no, I don't. The show is somehow successful in spite of itself. I, I'm at a point where I'm like, I see what the ratings are, and it's like, you know, upper ones, low twos, week to week. And I'm like, how are they even drawing that many? Because the shows are terrible. Yeah, they're 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 awful. And and I'm I'm a big believer, and you can really have a a squash match. I mean, we know a particular person's going to win, and still have it go. Five six minutes. I mean, you know, they they the old school days that you know they they made it work. You know, when you know in, in the old Mid Atlantic days when when Ric Flair stepped in the ring with George South, you knew there was no way George South was going to win. But they gave you a good seven eight minute match, and you knew Ric Flair was going to win because you know he was just that you know that much better than George South. And you know they they did it when they had jobbers in the WWF. You knew that you know that Greg Valentine was going to beat Jose Luis Rivera, but it was a good six, seven, eight minute match. And now you have, you know, upper mid level to, to, you know, almost top tier talent getting squashed. You know, they did it again with Rhea Ripley and Natalia. I, I don't understand. I don't understand that whole thing. I don't like watching a match that lasts 10 seconds. It, it doesn't do it for me. I'm not really a fan of when they have wrestlers go on these like apology tours. Like they where they have them lose people who shouldn't be losing in two seconds lose in two seconds, and then they start apologizing to the fans for somehow like letting them down. Like come on, like that's that's just not good storytelling. There's got to be something 
there's got to be something better that you can come up with than this. And I know Natalia is probably on the tail end of her career. Um, but, like, I just don't see how this is the best way to utilize her at this point. Right, yeah. I, and I like Natalia. I think she, you know, she was going back. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she's on the downside of her career. But that doesn't mean, you you know, you feed her to, to – to Rhea for, you know, a, a glorified squash match. They did it twice in a row. They did it at the pay-per-view, and, you know, they did it again um, on Monday night. And it's just, to me, I think it's an insult to, to Natalia, and I think it's an insult to us watching it because we just watched essentially the same match, you know, just now it was on free TV. And I, I just don't get where their, their booking heads are at right now. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I go that. back to Vince McMahon, <laughs> and there's no way to yeah. understand what goes on in his skull. Yeah, you know, did, did either one of you get to watch? Um, I guess it was Collision. It was on Saturday. That big CM Punk return. I did watch that. Yeah. No, personally, I couldn't. I I was. I don't want to say I was surprised but I I wasn't disappointed in in Punk's day, you know re debut if you will. Um I, I I thought he he did well. I mean he did look, you know, a little winded, you know, near the end of the match. He looked like he was getting a little blown up, but you know, I, I think they were able to pull it off. I, I think they you know, for all intents and purposes they made the best of of what they could in the situation and you know, found some guys that maybe could work with him and the people he could work against. But to me, it just didn't – it didn't have that that wow moment that, you know, I can't believe he's back. And I guess maybe because of his his reputation in the past and just his whole attitude, uh, you know, I it was a little lackluster for me. I mean, I think the overall card was, was okay, maybe a C-plus, B-minus. Um, but I think it, you know – I think they, they were able to pull off the CM Punk, you know, return well, and, and the crowd reacted to it, of course, because, you know, it's it's in his backyard. And I think that's the only way you're able to pull that off is in Chicago. I don't think you get away with that anywhere else outside of the Chicago area. Yeah, I, I would not count on those F the elite chants in most other arenas in the United States. You're right, right. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, yeah, I, they they knew what they were doing. It was definitely calculated. But overall, I think I think it was a, 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 a you know a pretty good show. But then again, now we have, gosh, we have wrestling almost seven days a week now, and I, I I think it's getting to be you know a little bit too much and almost almost too much to keep up with. Honestly, it's it's a lot to try to take in and digest and and even talk about. I, you know, unless you're Keeping, you know, notes, I, you know, I don't keep notes. I just try to remember what I saw. But unless you're keeping notes, it's hard to keep track of what's going on and who's doing what. And, and you know, like I said, you know, what, you know, you don't know the players without a program. Um, right. And I just think right. it's, it's too much. It, it really is. And I think it needs to be scaled back. I think less is more, you know. I mean, back when I was growing up, it was on, you know, Saturday mornings. It was on, you know, Saturday night, Sunday, and then Raw was the first thing that, or actually, well, Tuesday Night Titans, which was more of an interview show, um, and then Raw came out and 
kind of redefined. So it gave you a, a three day weekend kind of, you know, kind of sort of with, with wrestling. And then it just went to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday. And, you know, and again, I think less is more. I think we'd be better, better fans and, and, and be more into it if we had less of it on television. But again, that's just my, my humble opinion. So let me ask you a question. If you had your way for so we break it down by company, how many hours a week of programming do you think WWE and AEW should each respectively have? I think per week, I I think four hours is is plenty. I think you you reduce Raw back to two hours, and you do it you know maybe Monday and and maybe kick it back to Thursday. You know, because your pay-per-views are usually on Saturdays or Sundays now. And, you know, I, I think AEW gets, you know, three or four hours, maybe a two-hour show on a night and then a, and then a one-hour show. Because, I mean, they back in the day, they, they crammed a lot into a, a one-hour wrestling program. They got the interviews in. Yeah. They got the matches. They gave you clips of matches. So, I you know, I, I think anything more than eight hours total, I think it's too much you know, spread out, you know, and limit the days. Give it, you know, give me two days a week, WWE, and then, you know, the the pay-per-view, and then two, you know, two, you know, you know three to four hours of AEW, you know, on, on the other nights, and, and, I, and I'd be a happy camper, and then whatever pay-per-views AEW has. And, you know, I, I think that's I think, plenty of wrestling. Yeah, I, I, I think that's reasonable. Um, I mean, honestly, and, I've, uh, and I'm not advocating for people to like lose their jobs, but I also think that both companies at this point are kind of kind of over capacity for the, um, the. I guess I would say they don't really utilize their talent in such a way that gets everybody on television in an effective manner. Like I think WWE could probably cut its roster by a third and be fine. Um. And I think AEW could probably trim a quarter to a third as well and still be fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, again, you go back to, you know, even the the late 80s, 90s, you know, you had, you had maybe 25, 30 guys on the program and, you know, at least, you know, and, and I could be off a little bit, but, 25 to 30 guys, you know, on the roster that were, that were carrying your show. And that was plenty. There was, there was a lot, there was a lot to go around. There's a lot of stories to tell. And, and then we were able to, to keep track of it. You know, we were able to, to know, you know, where the feuds were, what was, we could kind of see what's coming down the road, um, you know, and, and build towards that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that WWE could easily lose a third. Again, I don't want anybody to lose their job, you know, over this, but yeah, definitely a good third of, you know, WWE's roster can be cut. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think at least a quarter, you know, to a third of um, AEW's roster could be trimmed down. And I think you would have a a much better much better product, you know, because definitely, you know, it goes back to our, you know, our less is more, men, you know, mentality. And you get better bookings and guys would get more TV time and, and honestly have a chance to develop into, you know, bigger stars. And you know, and and really kind of make a name for themselves. 
you know, and, yeah. you know, I, I just think it's just too much, you know, we, we we're on, you know, information overload, I guess, or sensory overload. It's, you know, it, it's just, you know, you could literally watch, you know, a wrestling program every night and not watch anything else. And I don't have that kind of time. I, you know, I, there's other programs that I like to watch, um, you know, and, you know, even, even those, I don't, I don't watch religiously, but, you know, I, I think they, you know, they, they need to, to trim it down and focus on, you know, raising up some of their account. There's no reason why you can't have, you know, a lot of guys near the top. And I, I think that's, you know, the problem with Roman Reigns now. We don't see, I mean, who's the next contender to Roman Reigns? We don't even see anybody that could be up and coming. I mean, you have Gunther, but he, I mean, he's already intercontinental championship. So we'd have to, to, you know, to drop that title to, to pursue Reigns. And he's not, I don't think he'd win it on his first try, but they don't have anybody in the wings that they're building up to have a line of contenders for his title. We're not, I'm not looking forward to really anybody wrestling Roman Reigns. I, I you know, I think the bloodline storyline is great. Don't get me wrong. I think that's really compelling television. I, I thought they did it great Friday night. I, I didn't expect you know, the Usos to, to to stay intact over that. I thought they were going to split them up. So it, it, it kind of, kind of you know, took me by a little bit of surprise. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, you know, less is more, at, you know, at this point. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm not, yeah, turn it back a little bit. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not really that enthused. I'm not even that excited about um, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up. I, you know, I don't, no. I don't see anything on that, that card that I, you know, I, I really want to, really want to see. I mean, other than, you know, obviously the bloodline and the Usos, but, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not that enthused only because it hasn't really been pumped. I mean, it's only been a week, but Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, yeah, I, I probably could get into that match. I'm not interested in seeing Cody Rhodes and Dominic. Not really in either one of the Money in the Bank matches. I'm, you know, I just it doesn't, you know, it, it's not doing it for me. And I think that's where they're losing us. There's no there's no excitement going into into any of these pay-per-views, and it hasn't been for a little while. I mean, outside of, you know, I was really looking forward to Roman Reigns and, and Sami Zayn, um, but I wasn't looking forward to, you know, the the entire pay-per-view like, like, like I used to, like, you know, the entire card. 
you know, oh, you know, these, you know, there's a lot of good matches. I mean, there's a lot of stars in these matches, but it's 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 just not making sense. It, it doesn't, and it's not it's not must watch TV like it was. You know, you know, what do you think, Matt? What is your your thoughts on Money in the Bank coming up? Just not interested in it. There's nothing about it that is really grabbing my attention and making me feel like I have to watch it. I don't think Seth Rollins is going to lose to Finn one month in, which is a shame that they've made Finn his first opponent because I think Finn's presentation has been better the past couple weeks. And as a character, he feels rejuvenated, but it's hard to feel like there's any stakes here because I just don't see Seth Rollins losing that title in his first defense of it, his first real defense of it. Um, If this were, you know, four, five, six months from now, I'd be like, oh, okay, this might be going somewhere. Right. And, and, again, you know, he's defended it on TV, and I like that idea. Um, You know, know, he's he's coming off as a, uh, you know, quote-unquote fighting champion. He's gone up against Rollins. He's even taking it to – NXT, you know, against Braun Breaker, and I, I get that feel, but you know, if if you even thought that, and, and I think this is where they lose us, and they kind of underestimate our, I guess, wrestling smarts, is you have them going against Braun Breaker for the, you know, the, the heavyweight title, but then you have them booked, you know, against, you know, um, Finn Balor at the pay-per-view. Well, if you've already said that, okay, well, he's, he's beating Braun Breaker because he's going to the pay-per-view. There's no – so there's really no need to watch the NXT, you know, match between, you know, uh, Rollins and Breaker because, you know, you know who's coming out on top. Um, right. But, you know, it, it's his first pay-per-view. He's, you know, he, he's not losing. And, yeah, you're right. I, I think if this was, you know, Survivor Series – and Seth Rollins was going against Finn Balor, and Balor's been kind of tearing it up, which he has lately. He's been he's been doing very well. And I would say, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe this is the end of Rollins. Maybe this is the guy that you know defeats him, and you know becomes the next fighting champion. I mean, I don't even know when Roman Reigns is going to defend his title again. I thought back in the day there was a 30-day clause; you had to defend it every 30 days. But apparently, they threw that out the window a long time ago. Uh, you know, I feel and, like he's being. I'm sorry. I'm, I was going to say, I feel like he's being teed up for a babyface run at this point and defending that, that title against some heels for a change. Well, I mean, that, that that would definitely give him another, you know, line of, you know, opponents because, you know, it, it switches to the other side, you know, and I and I get that. You know, I I just wish there was, there was a little bit of direction. That's why, you know, I, I appreciate a streak. I get it. But – you know, when, when you defend your title, eight, you know, six to eight times a year, have you really held it that long? You know, we, we, we talked about it on my on the WCW Retro on, on Thursday. You know, you had guys that, you know, back in the old NWA days, you know, Race and, and Funk and Flair, they would defend their, their title 28 times in a month, let alone a year. You know, so they were, you know, they were really, truly, you know, fighting champions, and again, it goes back to the old territory days, but they would literally travel all over and and defend the NWA title, and that and so that meant something, and I don't know that, that Roman Reigns' reign 
you know, consecutive days really makes sense because he hasn't really defended it that often. And, you know, and I don't, we don't know when he's going to defend again. Obviously, he's not at this pay for you. And then you had the Knight of Champions, the one before that, when the champion should have defended it. And, and, and he wasn't there. You know, well, I mean, he was there, but he didn't defend his title. I, I, I don't get it. I think WWE booking is just, again, it reeks of Vince McMahon. It's all over the place. It's not making sense. And, and maybe I'm a little let down because I, I thought Triple H was – was going to have a little more control over creative than obviously what he does. I, you know, it, they made it sound like, you know, he was going to be the man making all the decisions. And quite frankly, I don't know if he's making any decisions other than, you know, t- taking the deal to, hey, you know, to the, to the roster and saying, this is, this is what we have for you. You know, I, I don't know how much real control he has, honestly. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Matt. I mean, maybe I'll, you know, you're going to be completely off about this. I mean, I feel like in his mind, he's got to basically script things the way that he thinks Vince McMahon would script things because everything has to get run by Vince anyway. And if he brings anything to Vince that Vince doesn't like, he's going to change it. So even (laughs) if he is officially still the booker, he's still probably filtering what he's doing through, well, what would Vince want? Right. Which is just stupid. Like, like the company is being creatively held hostage by a man who is pushing 80 years old and uh, even leaving out, you know, his obvious character flaws. It's time for him to go. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why he, he can't go. And I, I do see a caller. I see you lined up. And we'll get to you, you know, very, very shortly. Just hang tight and we'll get to you. Um, but yeah, I don't see why you know, you know. Listen, if, you know, at that age with you know, and with that amount of money, why would you want to you know get up and go to work every day? Obviously, he's got. I mean, he's got more money than he could spend before he passes now, and, and he had it twenty years ago. So you know, what what do you think is keeping him other than again his character flaws? What is keeping him hanging around? so long, you know, in a business where when you've outlived your, your effectiveness, they, they'll, they'll drop you, you know, like, like a hot potato. He needs to have control. He needs to have the control of the greedy. He's ran it for so long. There's no way he will relinquish anything to anybody. Yeah, Matty, I think you're right. I think he's he's gotta he, he's such a control freak that that he's he's gotta have it. He's he's gotta be. I'm, I'm the man in charge. You know, this is my company. And and, and really, he, I I don't even know if he sees the damage that he's doing to his company, to his product. That you know that he worked so hard to to to, to build and get to where it was. Because honestly, it's not where it was. I mean, it's, it's faltered for sure, but it's just not, you know, where it was. And I, I think under Triple H's, you know, guidance and, you know, with Shawn Michaels, you know, doing NXT, I think it could have gotten back to that that pinnacle that it was and really run roughshod over, you know, even AEW. I, I think it really could have done a lot of damage to AEW's numbers if they would have let – 
Triple H do what, as he would, you know, in his old promos, do what's best for business. And I don't think Vince is allowing, you know, Hunter to do what's best for business. And it, it really is a shame. It really is, you know, probably what, you know, and again, it, this will, you know, outlive all of us, but we could, you know, what we are we starting to see the, the downward spiral of the WWE where in 30 years we're, we're talking about the WWE, you know, that used to be, and, you know, maybe it's no longer, you know, in existence there, I say that. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Other, you know, other than that, I just I, I'm at a loss for a guy wanting that much control to where he's willing to, you know, kind of bite his nose to spite his face, and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I it's it's so hard to say because. I mean, I think Kathy's right. I think he's he, he needs to be in control, but the thing that I still that still loses me is when he got back in control of the board, Stephanie was gone immediately. So again, I'm speculating here, but I'm and I'm but I'm speculating it on what information is available. I see two possibilities there. So. Either she was so disgusted by him or what he did or whatever that she resigned, or he regained control of the company and got rid of her immediately and let her say that she was resigning instead. And either of those possibilities are bad. Both of them are bad. Yeah, there's no, no good option there. No, I was saying that there's, there's no, no good outcome you know, with 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 that kind of formula, it, it just it it wasn't going to work, and you know, and obviously it still hasn't worked. You know, just because you know, again, he's just you know got way too much control. You know, I I don't understand it. I really don't. I really don't. But let's let's jump to a caller real quick here. Six one five, you're on in the room. Hi. Hey. Hey. <clears throat> Just sitting here listening to y'all talk. And then go in the conversation. What's that? Huh? Well, this is what you you were going to say something. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Just kind of enjoying the conversation, listening to what's happening and what's not happening. <laughs> that does sound kind of crazy the way it's getting. No, it it it, it is it is definitely get you know getting crazy for sure. I, I, mm. You know, I I thought it was going to get better under Triple H. And not really. It, 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 it seemed like it did for a, a second. You know, it, it lasted what one pay per view maybe, um, and then it, it just it fizzled out. I, I, you know, I, I don't I don't understand it. I really don't, and I don't understand a guy's mentality of wanting to have that much control where you're willing to 
really sink the ship, you know, and, you know, you're going to be okay. Vince McMahon will be okay. You know, if, if WWE went out of business tomorrow, Vince McMahon would be okay. But how many other people would, would suffer because of, of his poor judgment and, you know, his poor decision-making and, you know, bad booking and, 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 and all of that kind of, you know, thrown in together. I just I – don't, I don't think he's good for the WWE anymore. I mean, he was. He obviously he got it to to where it was. You know, it really is a, a global empire from a, a small regional territory, and he exploded it and, you know, had that great run in the 80s and, and 90s, you know, with the Attitude Era and – you know, you know, but up until for like the last, I don't know, Matt, what do you think? It's been the last 10 years maybe that it's kind of gone down? I think it's been pretty weak since uh, 2007, 2008. I mean, you know, with, with a few peaks in there sprinkled throughout, but usually when people were hijacking the show to try to make it better, like, there was there was a peak when CM Punk, well, you know, when we got the summer of Punk and his title reign in 2011, and then the Daniel Bryan or you know Bryan Danielson blowback when he was just kind of cheated out of being champion and expected to not say anything about, it, and the fans revolted against that. Um, right. Going into WrestleMania 30, but you know, outside of those, like it, like they're just product that's been like that's been lifeless for the better part of 15 years now and somehow they continue to make money even though the product is bad it's mind-boggling yeah i yeah i don't get it and i i can't for the life of me understand how how you don't see it are you are you that blind to what's going on around you or, or are you just that intolerant that you're not listening to anybody and it it is a very strict my way or the highway kind of mentality I mean you know it, you've got to you've got to see your bad decisions getting worse and you got to see profits going down and and viewership going down I mean I mean you brought up the, the ratings you know at a one and two I thought two was high I mean but I remember when they were up you know, five, six, seven, you know, which was unheard of. Yeah. You know, yeah. For, I mean, for wrestling program. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I got that. I, I'm, I was just going to say, you know, like they at their peak were, were doing, like you said, I mean, there were times where they hit close to 7 million viewers. And 
they were regularly doing around four. So the fact that yeah. they're doing now, like, you know, like 1.8 to 2 million, like, I don't know, from a network perspective, like, that's a massive loss. A massive loss. But everybody keeps lining yeah. up to give him money. Yeah, I, I, I don't under I don't understand it. It's it's kind of like watching you know you know a college football game. You know if if the, you know back you know when Nebraska was big or even Florida State, you know Auburn, those big powerhouses, Ohio State. You know they roll into like Rutgers. You know and you yeah. know, it, it's you know if it's a sixty-six to three blowout, and you're like, how do you stop the bleeding? You know how how do we stop this? How do we stop hemorrhaging this money? And how do we make it make sense to where yes, this is a competitive football game? It's not. It wasn't. They got they got their behinds kicked. They lost by sixty points. Like that's that's not a competitive thing. And you know, and I get it. The commentators are trying to do their best. You know, with with what they're doing. You know, dealing with you know, especially on the football world. But this, I just, I, I don't understand. How do you not see that your, you know, your, your viewership is down, and it, it seems like, you know, your attendance is a little bit low. You know, I think they're happy with selling out, you know, seventeen to eight to twenty, twenty-five thousand seat arenas when they were consistently doing fifty, sixty thousand people in an arena. They're down to a third of. What they had at live shows are going to a little bit smaller venues. How do you how do you not see that? How are you so blind that that you don't that you don't see it? That you don't understand it? This is my business going essentially going down the toilet. You know, I, I, he can't have lost it mentally. I think he's got his his mental capacity is there. I just Maybe it is, Matt. Maybe it is just his, his own ignorance, maybe. I don't know. I, I, it's the only thing I can think of, honestly. I, he, yeah, he may just be in his, I'm just going to burn he, like burn everybody who tried to stand in my way or take my company away from me, and this is my shiny plaything, and, and screw everybody else. Yeah, 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 right. This, this, this is my new, this is my cool toy that I've had forever, and, and nobody else can play with it. And if it breaks, I'll fix it. I'll glue the wheels back on, and yeah, it won't look the same. It won't exactly, you know, function the same, but it's still a functioning business, I guess. You know, but it, I don't want to say it's a life support because I don't think we're there, but I, I think it might be an intensive care. I think we're, we're really close to. This thing really tanking if something doesn't doesn't really change and if they don't get the excitement back, you know, for, for the pay per view and, and honestly, I think it, it's you you got to get the the older crowd. I think the the thirty to the forty five fifty demographic back interested in the you know in the show because ultimately that's you know the, the fathers are the ones taking their kids and if you can't get the dad there, they're not. You know, only half the crowd is going to be excited to be there. You want the whole family being excited to be there, and you know, I I just don't say it. You know, I saw a little right. bit of it in Chicago on Collision, but that was about it. I, I, I don't get it, but go ahead. Yeah, it's not a good situation. No, it's not. And segueing into not a good situation. 
we're going to take our next caller who might just ramp up this program, Matt, or think, you know, we, we, we go down like the Titanic. What, what's going on, Miles? What are you all going to talk about? Let me see. I can see what's going to happen at Money in the Bank, okay? The winner of that briefcase is going to cash it in on Roman Reigns that night. Watch and see. But his title's not... Oh, well, he, I guess they could, but... Yeah, because, because what it is, that it's the Usos versus Solo and Reigns at Money in the Bank. Right. Okay. I, 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 uh, and think about it, so okay? Who, who, who wins the men's money in the bank? Who you got your money on? If you were a betting man, who you got your money on? Oh. I'm going to say no other than Logan Paul. I think so that's he a horrible but he's going to be another Roman Reigns. He's going to be part-time. You know, he, I don't think he's fully committed. Me, I okay. I would like to see it's L.A. Knight. But it is that. I can see that happening, okay? But I think, you know, down the road, okay, he's got to face his cousins. Jay and Jimmy Uso. There are two other matches I might be planning to do. One on one. Kind of been there, done that already. Like I, I don't even know how excited I would see either one of the Usos against Roman. I, I guess I, I think that I think Vince has beat that to death, and I, I just you know I'm just not that excited. Nope. There's five matches right now, and not one of them. I, and like, if I was running late and had to get home, I'd be like, oh, I have to get home before, you know, Cody Rhodes and Dominic comes on. There's not a match on here that makes me want to have to tune in so I don't miss it. I, you know, I'll I'll just watch the replay, you know, the next day. I just I'm not I'm just not that interested. I'll record it and I'll I'll fast forward it and I just I don't. Nothing here pops out at me and says, yeah, this, this is a must-see match. There's not one on here. Well, what it is that I'm going to watch it because I think my biggest spoiler alert, okay, I got two of them, okay? You always do. It's going to be Dominic versus, you know, Cody Rhodes, okay? Ripley's going to interfere. Yes, she shows up. Brandy Rose. Brandy, Brandy no. Rose. Uh, please now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of the only one that thinks that. I just, yeah, I mean, again, if that match reeks of that happening, I, but I, again, I don't want to say it. Even if that was the, I, that's, I, 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 you know, I don't want to say it. That, then, the, then the second spoiler alert is, I think I'm right on this one, okay? No other than Finn Balor and his home home state, the UK, the London, whatever you want to call it, 
he's coming back as a as a demon king. Cause he was that's what he's what I was doing when he was in the UK, the Demon King. And everybody likes to see him to be the Demon King. Watch and see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I, I, don't, I still don't think he's beaten Seth Rollins in his in what essentially is Rollins' first big title defense on a pay per view. I just don't see it happening. I I know. I mean, it, it, this you know, other than the money in the bank, because they can really do whatever they want there. But I, mean, I would like to see LA Knight win that one, and um, and EO Sky, I think, wins it and puts an end to damage control that same night. Uh, I'm, there, I'm I'm thinking about Becky Lynch for some reason. Becky Lynch, she might do it for some reason. Uh, Matt, Matt, what are your thoughts? Who, who wins the men's and the women's money in the bank? If you, if you had to put money on uh, it. Oh, God. Um, the men. Who cares? Is, I mean, is there anybody in there that... Yeah, yeah I mean, that, yeah, you got Ricochet, I don't know, you know, you got Nakamura. No. L.A. Knight. No. Escobar. No. Rich. No. Damian Priest. No. Logan Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe Damian. I mean, if you want a main roster guy, it's Damian Priest. Otherwise, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think Rap Boy might be right. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I think Logan Paul is too comfortable and too part-time. Yeah. He got that social media network, you know what I'm saying? He could tape it in order to sell the stuff, and people, people will watch it and draw in more people. Think about that one, he, Logan Paul. He definitely would bring in some of his viewers on YouTube and whatever that, whatever else he's doing out there. I mean, he is a social media, dare I say, icon. Um, we know so how yeah, much events likes his mainstream appeal. Yeah, he does. But, yeah, L.A. Knight was my first. I think Damien Priest was my second. If I had, if I was forced to pick a winner, uh, you know, and then, again, with the women, you got, you know, you got Vega, you got Lynch, Stark, Bailey, Sky, and, and Trish Stratus. I, I could really care less if any of them win it. And, you know, I'd almost like to see everything go to, you know, a quintuple or whatever it is, disqualification, and everybody gets disqualified, you know, and then there's no winner, you know. I, but, you know, obviously that that's not going to happen, but, you know, I just that, – that doesn't – that doesn't do it for me. And I have a – my quote-unquote spoiler would be I, I think Brock interferes with the Cody Dominic and maybe cost Cody the, the match if Brock gets involved to kind of reignite their feud because Cody said he would fight him anytime, any place. And, you know, I could see Brock showing up and costing Cody Rhodes, you know, the win. And I think it would be huge for Dominic. I, I think I think Dominic's a great heel. I think the way he plays it, you know, the hiding behind Rhea all the time, you know, I think it's great. I, I think he generates a lot of heat. Uh, there, there, yeah. there is one more person. That you could think of, that might be there. His for own the, brother. For the road. His own brother, Dustin Rhodes, might be there. 
to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I think it's too. I, I, I think it's too soon. Solo, it's too soon for Solo to go after Reigns. I think they need to build that, build that tension up. Because right now, he, to me, he, he reminds me of you know the Arn Anderson enforcer to Ric Flair. 
and you know that that bond was was pretty much unbreakable. But I think something's got to happen down the road, probably near the end of the year, maybe beginning of next, where Solo just finally has enough and kind of separate from Reigns. And then maybe that's how Reigns, like Matt was talking, maybe that's how Reigns turns face and you know now starts to go, you know, against the, the heels on that roster. I just I. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't, I don't see Gunther defending his title here. I don't. I don't understand why. And they have all these champions that, and maybe they have too many. What do you think, Matt? You think they have too many champions in the WWE? Yes, <laughs> they have too many champions. Too many. Um, they they have they have way too many. I mean, unless. Yes. Uh, the short answer is yes. There's, there are too many belts. Um, and AEW yeah. has the same problem. There's too many titles floating around. Um, WWE doesn't need – I don't I mean, I don't think they need a hard brand split. I think what they need is a smaller roster and less television programming and probably a grand total of, like, three titles on the men's side, a world title – a mid-card title and a tag title, and maybe, I don't know, maybe a world title for the women and possibly a mid-card title, but the, tag, the women's tag titles have been a disappointment. So I think we can get rid of those. Because what it is that we got the females popping back and forth. Well, we can just keep those those kikin in one place and just make another set and put it in the other place, you know? Well, and there's no teams. They got it for the men. They should have it for the women, too. They they could, but they don't. And historically, they've struggled with that. Like, Bailey and Sasha Banks were two singles wrestlers thrown together. Um, damage control is, I, I think, like, the Iconics were a team. Damage control yeah. is a team. But even Damage Control felt like the Iconics felt like they belonged together. Damage Control has always felt like they were just pasted together. Like these three had nothing. They felt like they never had anything in common. Yeah, there was no cohesion there. There was no nothing, nothing that kind of joined them together. Honestly, yeah, and you know I think they could they could combine. You know the like you said the the Intercontinental and United States title and you know, and, and, and I understand both titles have a lot of history, and, they, and the WWE absorbed that history when they bought WCW. But enough's enough. You know, get if you're going to be the WWE, you know, do away with you know the United States champion, and you know have your like you said your your heavyweight champion, your intercontinental champion, and your tag team champion on the the men's side. And then, like you said, maybe a, a woman's champion, you know, and maybe a tag team. And I don't know if you could, you know, throwing it out there, a a woman's television champion. I don't know, to kind of give a, a you know, a, a mid-card title. Hold up there. 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 They had one, but Nikki Cross threw it in the garbage, the 24-7 belt. Nah, that was... Thank you. Thank I you. That was a good one. 24 7 belts. They threw that one in the garden. Put it where it belonged. Right. It belonged in the trash. Right. I, 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 never, I never understood it. I, 
and, and honestly, the, the only champion that I liked out of the probably 600 that were the 24/7 champion was our truth because I think he was he was great. He was he was he was comical. He could wrestle. You know, he, he was great to he was great on television. But yeah, I think that title was. He could sing. He could do everything. I, I like Ross Troop. I hope he comes back. I, I hope he. I just think that back. title was complete garbage and a waste. I didn't understand the. I mean, I understood the concept. I just I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, they got you know, they got way too many champions, and I think it dilutes, you know, the the integrity of the titles. You know, it, it's almost like everybody. It's like a participation trophy, you know, for. For playing sports, you know everybody get everybody gets a trophy. Well, it seems like almost everybody here has has a championship, and it, it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Go, you know, go back like to three titles. Roster, it seems like the whole roster had that belt. Come on, even the right, Hall of Famers had a, had a chance of it. Right, got, but guys are holding it for you know three or four hours and then losing it at an airport somewhere, or getting ready to board a plane. That's I mean, come on. That, I've had a couple seconds. They had it for a couple seconds and you lose it. I, I, I just, I didn't get it. Me either. You know, that was uh, Mitch Bowie's doing, okay? I, 47 belt. Mitch Bowie. I, I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm clicking on the list of. 24-7 champions, and I'm scrolling down, and I'm still scrolling. And I, I mean, no, no, I, I, I have it. Oh, okay. Uh, 141 times that title has changed hands. Wow. Who had it the most times? Off truth. R-Truth had it 57 times, it looks like. i got to keep scrolling back up to the top to see what these numbers mean, but I'm pretty sure his, his highest number was 57. I, I just uh, – it just didn't do it. Oh, that was days. Okay, hold on. So here's the reigns here. Let's see. Let's see what R-Truth had. Christ, one had 11 or 14. R-Truth had it 15 times. So there's a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 5, 27, 28, 29, 30-something, 30 35, 36, 37, 38. This is ridiculous, 39, 40, 42. 43, 48, maybe it was right, 49, 50, 51, 51 times he's held the title for a total of 57 days. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I just started something. I just started something, okay? Like you told this teacher to in No, you think they're going to bring it back on the money in the bank, the 24-7? No. Nikki Crush still oh, has no. it? No, no, no. I will almost stop from, watching WWE. He's from the UK too. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to start all these UK people out again. 
that that 24-7 title was absolute garbage. It belongs whatever trash can and whatever landfill it's in, that's where it needs to stay. I, you know, and I don't agree with throwing titles in the trash, but that one definitely needs to be thrown in the trash. And never, ever, or locked up in the vault, buried under concrete, wherever Jimmy Hoffa's at, and never brought up again. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I, I don't get the concept with, you know, a guy having it, you know, 52 times in 57 days. Every other day he's winning it. I don't, I don't get it. You know, defend the title at a pay-per-view, at, on TV, even at a house show, you know, defend the title. That's it. I don't need, I don't need, the, you know, you breaking into our truth's house and paying him when he's sleeping in the middle of the night. <laughs> And you just so happen to bring a camera crew with you. Yeah, that 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 that's that's believable. Come on. That makes sense. Anyway, the worst, worst title they ever brought up. Next to probably the European title. I think that was just an absolute waste. But, yeah, I, just, hmm. I, I don't know where WWE needs to go. And I, I need to – wherever it is, they need to go completely opposite of of where they're headed. Um, I think AEW is kind of – I don't know if they've hit like a like a, a stale spot or, or a stalled spot. I don't know how much um, CM Punk being back is actually going to do for them. I, I, I think, you know, he's like a cancer. I don't I, I don't know if you're going to find many guys that want to work with him after his, his history. And honestly, once he's done in AEW, I mean, where does he go from here? Matt, does he have a career anywhere else outside of AEW? I mean, maybe some indie promotion would be more than willing to take a risk on him, given his name value. But, like, is he going to WWE? I really doubt it. Is he going to Japan? I don't think so. So, like, this this is it. This this is his port of call, for, for, as, for at least from what I can see. Um, and he's... I mean, he's been there for two years. He's been injured for one of those years. And in the time that he's been around, I feel like he's managed to already burn a lot of bridges. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't see what other options he has. Well, Matt, let me ask you this. Do you think we're, we're going to fast forward to June 20th, 2024? Is CM Punk still in AEW? If he is, it's because Tony Khan is such a fan of his that he just can't bear to let him go. But do I think that he will do something between now and then that would warrant his dismissal from the company? I mean, I don't want to say yes for sure, but probably. It just seems to be the yeah. guy's pattern. And he just yeah. you know, he, he strikes me as someone – like that promo that he cut, and I, I look, I'm allowing for the fact that you know there is some separation between who he really is and who the character is, but like he just he carries himself and he talks like a guy who's confused being authentic with not learning and growing from his experiences. Yeah, no, I think yeah, you're, yeah, I think yeah, you you've summed that up great. I think that that's. That's him in a nutshell. Right, really like, I could, I could, 
I could get out there and act like I did when I was 16 and scream that I'm just being authentic and I'm being true to myself. But that also, you know, at my age, that would still make, that would just make me a stupid asshole. Like it doesn't make me authentic. It makes me a stupid, immature asshole. Yeah. And I think that's where he's stuck. He's stuck. And and honestly, I, I think he honestly believes that he's much better than what he actually is. And that's part of his, his, his problem with, you know, conveying that to the fans. You just, I, and I'm not saying he's not good, and I'm not saying that, you know that he that he can't perform. But dude, you're you're not that good. You're not that watchable. You're not must see television. You're not. It's. I mean, he was not in the public eye really from the very beginning of 2014 until he came back last year. So it's not like he had been, you know, somewhere else continuing to wrestle and, and stay in, you know, staying sharp in the ring and all of that. Like, he was gone for almost eight years. So, like, you're not going to come back from an eight-year absence and suddenly feel like you can start telling people who have been wrestling those eight years how to do their jobs and to give them advice. Right. You're not the person to do that at that point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's, like you said, it's not like he was in over in, you know, New Japan, you know, still honing his craft and then, you know, coming back. Yep. And while he was born, he was kind of really putting down the business, which kind of soured, you know, a, a, a lot of people. Obviously, other than Tony Khan, who seems to have a – you know, I'll compare it to the the old Brett Favre, John Madden crush that John Madden had on Brett Favre. You could do no wrong. You know, Brett yeah. Favre could throw an Aaron Pass, and, and he would praise him for it. You know, I, I just don't think Sam Punk can do any wrong. I think you're right. It, it, it will be just for the sheer love that Tony Khan has for him that he's still here, and we're still talking about him this time next year. But I, I, I fully I, believe, and I'm not. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I fully believe he will self-sabotage before then. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I see. I think being, I think by, dare I say, October. I don't want to put, you know, I hate putting timelines on. But by October, I think month. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I just, I, again, and, and it will be just because of Tony Khan that, he's, that I believe he's still here after October. I think he's going to, you know, piss off that many people in that locker room because, honestly, he's already pissed off a, a good half of it probably at least. Now, you only have the other half to go. And, you know, um, you know, FTR who's working with you, you know, how much are they going, you know, uh, willing to tolerate before they say, okay, listen, man, enough's enough. You know, because you can only take that for so long. And I get it, you know, you're, you're friends with this guy, but even with friends, when you start affecting somebody's paycheck, you know, I, I think people are going to sour on him pretty fast. And I think by October, I, I think he's going to – or if he's not out by October, he's going to have done something to where he should be out. And like you said, Tony Khan's keeping him around because maybe in, in, in Chicago and in, in, in that area up there, you know, in, in – you know, in um, – Illinois and, and Michigan area and kind of up that way, he will still be a draw. He'll still put people in the seats. But outside of that, there will be no worth 
to you know for to, to hang on to him at all, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be. Okay, I got some good news to tell everybody. Or it could be bad news. You decide. Okay? Go ahead. WWE, Dash Name is returning October 7th, 2023. Okay. What's, what's the good news? <laughs> that is the good news. Is that bad news? Wow. Because didn't they, dro- didn't they drop that a long time ago, Larson, and they're bringing it back? Dash Name? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess I just I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not that interested in WWE pay-per-views. I just right. And, and why did they put Bastion up there? They should have picked something else. They should have picked King of the Ring. I, I, I liked King of the Ring. You know, I, I liked it more when it was more a one-night tournament, and that's all the show was about. Right. You know. I, I like that concept, you know, and listen, it, it, it made a star out of out of so called Steve Austin. So okay, I think okay. it, Go on. if it's done right, that pay per view could launch another superstar. I, I I don't know why they don't they don't bring it back. I would be more interested in seeing you know, King of the Ring in its old format brought back and have a, a really one night tournament, whether it's you know, and they've used it for a lot of different things, but to, who's the next number one contender to who are, whether it's Roman Reigns or, or Seth Rollins, or maybe you get your choice, you know, I, but I did, I did like King of the Ring. You know, I, I think it was, it was an excellent idea. Just like, you know, much like, I mean, I like Survivor, the old Survivor series. I, you know, I, I liked that yes. concept in that paper. Yeah. Yeah. Am I looking forward to Fastlane? No, not really. Because what are, what are they going to do? They're 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 going to throw some matches together. And and I think Matt, maybe I'm wrong. I, I think it's just the 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 promoting of the matches and the storytelling is just not there. It's not. It's not. Nothing builds in a natural way outside of the the bloodline storyline is the only one that actually seems to flow organically. Everything yep. else just feels just uninspired and just the same style of WWE storytelling that they've been doing for 20 years now. Yeah, and, and yeah, how, how long has the Bloodline Bloodline's been, what, a year, year and a half, if not more? Like, in the kind of in the making until... And it's still kind of clinging together, there's still hope, you know, that maybe the bloodline, you know, maybe they bring a new member in or maybe, you know, they do something different, but the bloodline can still continue. And, and I think it was, and that's what made me want to watch SmackDown is what, what is the bloodline going to do? You know, when is Sami Zayn going to finally have enough? When is he going to get out? And now, you know, when, when is Jay, you know, Jay and Jimmy Uso going to have enough? And we finally got it, but they kept, Dangling that carrot in front of you. They did it up until Friday night. They dangled that carrot. I, I think I found a new member of the Bloodline. I think I found him. Who's that? 
So what are, what are your thoughts on the current WWE product in whole and their 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 pay-per-view quality over the last five or six pay-per-views? Uh, honestly, it, it's been all right, I guess. And uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, Seth Rollins just beat Braun Breaker. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it, we you know we we since he's already book for money in the bank, we kind of figured that, you know, that was going to happen, you know, and again, that was just, and I get it, they want to portray Seth Rollins as a fighting champion, but they could have masked the the outcome by saying the winner of Seth Rollins' bomb breaker goes up against Finn Balor at money in the bank. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but they didn't. Um, after the match is over, Seth was standing in the hallway holding title up, and then from out from the crowd, Van Bauer comes out and attacks Seth. Uh, yeah, okay, again, but it's still not, to me, it's still not compelling enough to make me want to watch it and, and, and pay for the pay-per-view, you know. I, yeah. There's just no spot there. There's nothing... Nothing there through the whole card that that says, yeah, I, 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 it's musty. I, I gotta, you know, if I, if I miss the first two matches or three, I, you know, I gotta see Dallas versus Dallas. I, I just, I'm not feeling it. Well, I think uh, it's either gonna be Damian Priest or LA Knight that wins the ladder match. Yeah, I mean, I, that that LA Knight was my first pick. But, you know, I just, knowing that this whole card reeks of Vince McMahon, I think, I think Matt and, Matt, I, I can't believe all I'm going to say that, you know, I would have to agree with Rat Boy, too. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it. But I think Logan Paul is your, your money maker coming out of that as a winner and drawing more, more of a social media crowd into the wrestling crowd. And making it more. I mean, I, I just, I, I think you know, Logan Paul is another part timer. He's another Roman Reigns. He's another Brock Lesnar. But again, Brock Lesnar sold tickets. People came to see Brock Lesnar. Um, well, I just, well, the thing is, I, don't I, think, I just think, that, I just, I just think Damian Priest deserves this moment. He does. I, I, I remember watching Damian Priest in in South Jersey. Um, when he was the Punisher, and yeah. I, mean, I I loved it. He had the look. Um, I actually got to talk to him for a little bit. Great guy. I mean, it's just you know, uh, I got to you know meet him you know before the match started. I talked to him a little bit afterwards. Um, the kid's come a long way. I oh, think he's got another, it. I think he deserves a championship 
somewhere in WWE, they need to to have him have a, a good run with a, a oh. one of the hundred and titles that the WWE has. Well, here's the thing, and then there's been another issue. Rhea Ripley hasn't had hasn't had a. Uh, like, like, uh, her last match was not a champion. It was short for a reason. I've been hearing that Rhea Ripley's been dealing with some knee issues, and and that's becoming a problem. That's why her activity on uh, competing on TV and stuff has been been. Uh, I've been saying that she's not been able to been able to uh, actually actually have any like actual physical contact because of uh, knee problems. Uh, I didn't hear about that. I mean that well, I, that makes a little bit I, of sense, but yeah, and it's affecting her title range. That's the reason why the Italian match didn't happen last night. Oh really? Wow. So that's why they oh, didn't yeah, have the match. She dislocated her knee, apparently. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, I've been dealing with that. Yeah, it's not good. Like, honestly, I really hate it. I really do. Honestly, it, it's terrible. Wow. I mean, that, I mean, that, now that, now it, it, it's making more sense as to why she's been kind of squashing people, you know, and, and yeah. really just really been very, you know, kind of limited mobility, and I, I really thought she was going to be a, a more um, dominant-type champion, you know, but, yeah, I guess with her knee injury, that you know, they need to kind of cover that up and try to kind of coax her through it, and hopefully she gets better before it gets worse. Yes, and her stuff with the Judgment Day, uh, the stuff with Dominic and uh, the Judgment Day, man, that stuff's been really entertaining on Raw. Oh, Dominic by far is becoming my my most favorite heel of of the entire WWE roster. I I, I think he he plays that that character so well. He takes the cheap shot when he gets it. Then he hides behind Rhea. You know, I I yeah. I love it. I you know, and I think you could oh. you could you know, God forbid she goes out with you know with an injury, she's off television. But you could really take this well into the end of the year, into next year with him hiding behind her and, you know, getting cheap wins over, over top, top talent, you know, and like Cody Rose, the money to play. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I don't know if you were listening earlier. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Brock Lesnar is going to interfere and cost Cody that match and Dominic's picking up a win, you know, over Cody Rose, which I think is, is huge for both involved, for Dominic and for Cody. It gives Dominic, you know, a, a big win, and it reignites that that fire and and fight between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, you know, headed into SummerSlam. Um, well, you know, and, and, and and I, I think that Dominic should be the one to beat Gunther for the championship. You think, well, hmm, that's interesting. I I mean, I could, I could, with, with Rhea's help, I could see that happening. But then, how do you, um, you know, how do you neutralize the other two from Imperium from you know, with with them not interfering? Is my only hang up with with that. I would love to see that. I I think he he could get a a you know a cheap win, but you know I don't because they're both bad guys. I don't know that um, that that'll happen. 
But, well, you know, you know I, well, you know, it's just uh, honestly, someone's got to beat Gunter, and and honestly, they're running out of people for him to face. He hadn't faced Dawn and Mysterio. Yeah, did, did, did he did he did he go up against um, Damian Priest yet? Well, he's a bad guy too. Yeah, honestly, uh, here's the thing. Wouldn't it be fun? Here's my scenario: Priest wins ladder match later in the show. Catches in on whoever wins that match between Rollins and Bauer. You saying Priest cashes in? Basically, on on whoever uh, when Bauer wins the title, cashes in on Bauer to win the championship. So, what does that do to the judgment day? Then is that is is Finn out or is Priest out? Well, then uh, it would be interesting TV seeing them fight over the championship. So who gets first title shot? Yeah, I, I could see that causing some friction, you know, in the in, in the judgment day. Which I mean, they could, which again could make some for some good television, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, but I just I just don't see Rollins losing in his first big. Um, Pay for you, although I mean I don't know what his schedule's like for his, his movie schedule's like, but you know that they could use that as you know the reason why you know Seth is off you know TV for a little bit. Yeah, so I'm um, excited you know, about and, that. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for that new movie that's coming out next year with him in it. It's gonna be cool to see him in, the, in one of the Marvel movies. Yeah, no, I, I think he, I think he, he's you know he he's he could pull it off. I think he'd be believable. Um, I'm not a big Marvel comic guy, but I think I would I would go see it just because you know Seth Rollins is in it and to see how he does. Um, yeah, and I also heard that Becky yeah. Lynch ain't that Becky Lynch ain't that far from it too. Her her leaving to do some acting for a while. Wow. Yeah, no, that that I didn't hear. Well, she's been talking so, so about he, about doing some Marvel movies uh, coming up soon, like taking a break from WWE. Okay. So you got Damian Priest winning the ladder match. Who you got on the women's side? Um, either Zoe Stark or Ioska. Yeah, I, I like I like Ioska too. I, I and I think that that's the end of. Um, damage control, and I think either way, something happens during that ladder match where it, the end of damage control is coming at this pay-per-view. I think, regardless of the outcome of the ladder match, but I, I, I would like to see Io Sky win it. I, I like her. I think well, she's off the comer. Well, uh, here's the thing: uh, this Friday on SmackDown, Bailey faces Shotzi. If Shotzi wins, Bailey's out of the ladder match. Shotzi gets her gets her spot. Yeah, I, I don't see Bailey going out. I think it's, I think it's too compelling having Bailey and Sky in there. I think that's, that's better, you know, match and and storytelling than, than removing her, unless they're removing her for a reason. I mean, you know, maybe she's got an injury we don't know about or whatever. But I think it's more compelling with Bailey and Sky in the same match competing for, you know, a a Money in the Bank Women's Championship contract. Um, um, 
Another good match would be Oscar versus Ayaska. No, I, that would be an incredible match, I think. I I really like that matchup. I think that would be if, – if it's done right, I, I think it would be a, a, a great match, you know, either on, you know, on free TV or, you know, at, at their next pay-per-view. Uh, and um, honestly, I'm I'm excited for the Usos versus versus Roman and Solo at Money in the Bank. Yeah, who, who who do you got coming out on top there? Jay Uso, uh, Pin and Roman. You think Jay pins Roman and gets the title match at SummerSlam? Yeah, I mean, I, but I mean, I, I get that, and I get that thinking. I'm just, I think I'm over. Either one of the Usos and Roman Reigns, you know, going one on one, you know, I just, I think it's been done. But I mean, again, you know, maybe the WWE does something different and makes this match, you know, a, a, you know, if that happens that way and, and Jay gets a shot, then maybe they make it a little more compelling. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Here's, here's the um, thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. But the kicker is, uh, Jay gets his match, but Solo is the referee for the match. Oh. Wow. Oh, oh man, I forgot about that one. Now, see, that that I would probably watch. If the WWE could do that, I I, I think I, I think I could watch. That would that would give that match the the element that it's missing. You know, I, I, I think that's – and maybe, you you know, to throw in an, an, an extra stipulation, you know, if maybe Jay says, okay, well, if, if Solo is going to be the, the referee, then, you know, Paul Hain is banned from ringside, you know, and it's really just they those pay, three. They should pay whom he has guest referee. What's that? Well, they should pay him in against, uh, with the referee. Paul Heyman? Be, yeah. Oh, Paul Heyman is the referee. Uh, I like the yeah. I like Solo better than I like Paul Heyman. I think. Yeah, me too. Because, because you I, have, I, and, and, I, I can see Solo turning on Roman Reigns right there and then. You know what I'm saying? And helping Jay win the world. Right, you have the brothers. You know, kind of on one. You know, where where's the other brother sit? You know, is he on Roman's side? Is he on Jay's side? You know, is his family stronger than the bloodline? You know. There's so much that could go into that, you know. Yeah, Jerry I, I really like that. Really bar starting. Wait a minute, this is it, this is it. I got it. He holds up the belt. Jay wins. All of a sudden, money in the bank champion comes out and, and pins him, and the money with the briefcase got the got the belt. Yeah, we could see that. That could be a sport too. And then also Austin Theory. Honestly, I can't stand Austin Theory. He needs to lose soon. <laughs> what, what don't you like about him? He's just annoying, really is. It's really annoying. Oh, yeah, I like the annoying side of him a little bit, but yeah, I, I, I think, you know, he's getting, you know, he's getting old, you know, his, his whole shtick is getting old. You know, again, yeah, I think it's time for a new, um, you know, United States champion. 
I, I think you know. I, um, I think I think that would be the uh, I think that would be the title that Solus Dakota would win eventually. Yeah, no, I yeah, I definitely think you know the the U.S. title is um, you know in, in his future. I you know I think a, you know a mid card title is definitely um, you know in his future. I, again, I don't know when it's coming. I don't know. Um, Ooh, he would be know. a perfect guy to face Gunter for the title. Uh-oh. Yeah, but they're they're both they're both bad guys though. Unless Solo turns at this pay per view and like you said, sides with the Usos. I you know I I don't know, or maybe it's up in the air. And after you know the whole thing with the bloodline shakes out, the Solo turns face. You know, I then yeah, I could see him going. You know, up against Gunther, I, you know, I think that would be a great match. You have two guys that seem like they could really slug it out and really give you a, a, a brutal match for, you know, 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes. And I think it would be, you know, I believe it would be entertaining as well. And a six-man tag, too. Also, you throw in the Usos team with Solo versus Gunther and his buddies, so that would be a heck of a six-man tag match. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think getting Solo back on the side of the Usos really kind of opens it up. And, you know, again, Roman can, with, with all of the, the the true bloodline that's in that family, could really reform the bloodline with, with two other members. And now you have, you know, another, you know, three-man team, you know, against, you know, the Usos and, and Sokovia chasing them for kind of retribution and revenge and, yeah, I mean, I. So um, again, I, I want to get your your uh, opinion on uh, how AEW's been as of late. What do you think? What do you think about the uh, the ending of the Adam Cole and MJF match last week? Uh, I I, you know, I I thought it was good. I you know I I like that. I think AEW is 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 starting to um starting to do the 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 right things. I think that you know um they're I think they've they finally kind of, you know, hit their stride. Um, you know, I I thought it was, you know, great television. I thought it made both um both of them look, you know, very good and you know, one really didn't didn't beat the other. Um, you know, it 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 was it was compelling. Um, and, and again, it, it opens up the door for you know for a rematch. Um, yeah, the pay per view. And again, you know, the pay per view. For, the yeah. pay per view in England. Yeah, and you know, I I really do. You know, I I like I like them them two together. I, I think they they put on an excellent match. I think their styles mesh, you know, really really well. Um, you know, they yep. they feed off of each other. They they and and I believe. That MJF and, and Michael Cole, are, or especially MJF, is they're really throwbacks to, you know, the the old old school, old style mentality where they're listening to the crowd, where they're listening to the the people, and you know when they need to when they need to amp it up, they do. When they need to slow it down, they do. Um, and it, oh. it's hard to to watch a match that goes to a time limit draw and feel satisfied, you know that. Um, that you got your money's worth because it almost feels like oh it's oh, that, that, that's it but I, I don't think this match this match had it I think it right up to the very end 
you know, and, um, you know, Adam demanding, you know, just a couple of more minutes and, you know, MJF in, in true heel fashion says, no, no, you're, you know, you're, you know, no, you're not getting that. You know, you, you had your shot, you know, and uh-huh. and MJF can say that he quote unquote beat Adam Cole without really beating him, and it sets up, you yeah. know, I think a fantastic rematch. Well, what do you think about CM Punk's return? I, I I thought it was okay. I mean, you know, you're in Chicago, I, the the crowd reacted like I thought they would, being in Chicago. Um, I said earlier, I, I think he looked a little winded a couple minutes into the match. I don't think he was he was in ring shape, as, as they say. Um, yeah. He looked like he was sucking wind, you know, five or six minutes, you know, into it. Um, looked like he lost a little bit of weight. Um, it was, I didn't yeah, think he would be just, back. Just, I never thought that? he would be back. Honestly, I really didn't think he would ever come back. Honestly, I thought they would buy his contract out and that would be the end of that. No, and, and and as Matt said earlier, I, for whatever reason, um, Tony Khan has has a love, you know, uh, for Sam Punk, and that that relationship they have will be the reason that he stays, you know, however long he's going to stay. I, I don't I don't think he's here in October. Um, I think he's going to do something that either should get him out of the company, and Tony Khan keeps him, or he's he's out of the company altogether, and. Honestly, I think that that's his last. This is his last hurrah. I don't think he can he can go anywhere else, you know. After his um, AEW, um, you know, time is over. You know, um, it, it just uh, another. Uh, um, uh, the one I got to give it to him. One of the greatest tag teams of all time in this in this generation, the FTR. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I, I and again they're. They're a throwback to, you know, the old Midnight Express, you know, the Rock and Roll Express. Yep. That, you know, that those smaller tag teams that that are that that you know they can wrestle, they can fight, they're entertaining. They they know yep. what they're doing. That I think they respect. It goes well above the business. Um, you know, I I liked them. You know, when they were in WWE, I I thought they were they were great. I thought they were you know underused in the WWE, but. You know, again, you know, you know, we're playing Monday morning quarterback, but you know, I I think they got a career uh, there. I think they found their niche. And, I would love you to know, have seen I, one. I would love, I would love, I would love to have seen one more the Usos versus the FTR match. One last time, one more match. That would be something just to uh, be, be, be into that. Just one more match because uh, the matches they've had have they, they tore almost tore the building down. Oh, absolutely. And it's not to say that that can't happen again. I mean, I don't know when their contracts are up, um, you know, with, with AEW. I don't know. Um, I know Dax was talking about their career past AEW, so there's they're at least thinking about maybe AEW is not their last stop, that, you know, they're keeping their options open. And I, I would love to see them back in WWE. Like you said, just maybe for, you know, maybe for two years, you know, sign them for two years. And and let them work their way up to you know a a good series maybe three or four you know pay per views you know spread out you know against the Usos mm-hmm. um, yeah. or even for that matter and and Cohen if they're still a a team you know at that time 
Yep. And then Drew McIntyre is another one that that is popping up in my mind. What they're going to do with him? It's real concerning. I ho- I don't want to see him leave. I I think he's all but out the door. I think. And again, I'm just speculating. I think he's made up his mind. Um, I don't know that he wants to come back. Um, again, he's another guy that was kind of, you know, underused. And I get it. You know, his, you know, his reign was was during COVID, and you know, it wasn't as meaningful, you know, as maybe it should have been. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would love to see. You know, if he comes back and and he's and he's in it for the long haul, I would love to see him come back. And you know. Maybe he's one of them guys that you know he comes back as a as a as a baby face, and maybe he beats Gunther, you know, for for the Intercontinental Title. Um, I did you know, hear that. He, uh, did, I did hear that they're saying that they're probably going to have him come back as a heel. I, I, I like him either way. I, I thought he was, you know, he's a great talent. You know, I, I think WWE really dropped the ball you know, in their negotiations. I don't know everything that went on or is going on still, um, but I like him as a heel. I like him as a baby face. You know, um, another, one dro- think guy- another one another one. they dropped the ball on is Liv Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think that whole um, debacle with, um, with Bray Wyatt kind of – Kind of did that in because I thought she was she was headed back to to join Bray Wyatt, but who knows if he's even coming back? And at this point, I I could care less if he comes back. I, I really I'm not I really a fan of Bray Wyatt. No, I'm not I, a fan of Bray Wyatt. It's it's been too long. It's been you know he's you know he's just not compelling anymore. You, you, so, if you bring him back, okay, great. What now? What? What do you know? What do you do? Basically, you know, and, um, you know, it, it, it's a shame, you know. Like, you know, they bring him back, and then now they're not doing anything with him, or he has some type of – apparently it was a, he had an injury or something or something that they're saying, and they're just not saying much, and he's not been on TV in months. Yeah, no, they're, they're keeping very tight lip. They're saying he's he's injured, he's, he's, he's sick, he's got something, but they're not – they're not – you know, being very forthcoming with information related to, you know, Bray Wyatt. You know really what, I would, love to, I, I, would, I, would love, I would love to see when Dakota Kai comes back, like, you know, she could act like she could reunite with Bailey, and then all of a sudden, takes the issue, he kicks her with a, with a kick to the head and, and be like, I'm on my own now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that, um, you know, and – Again, I, I think that was another one, you know, where they they kind of dropped the ball with, you know. And another one, I mean, is, is Bobby Lashley. I think he's kind of floundering around in kind of that mid-corn yeah, kind of, you know. Yeah, what are, what are we doing with him? I mean, and, and it's changed it's me. I mean, he, he seemed like like a Vince guy because he had the size. He You know, he had the power. He had, every, I, he, he had what I thought. Everything Vince McMahon looked for in a wrestler, he just, you know, and again, that, that whole hookup with him and Bray Wyatt, they kind of fumbled that and they really didn't know what to do. And honestly, he, he won that battle royal, but then what's he done since then? 
He should be in the world title picture with Roman. Absolutely, he should be. And I, you know, I don't know what what they have to do to to to, to get him back there. But it's, again, again, you know, and Matt said it earlier. I think they just have too much talent on the roster where they 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 can't plug in enough enough spots. Um, yes. To do it, you know, we talked earlier. I think they need to, to slim down the roster by by about a third. Um, yeah. And um, really promote the to promote get them all on television. I'm ready to see what Andy Hartwell could do on the main roster. It should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see. And you know, I think they've dropped the ball with him. I just. I, we, we, what is what is their plan with him? Like what? Well, she Andy Hartwell said that Andy Hartwell uh, said that women's wrestler. Oh, I thought you said Wilder. I thought you were talking about Grayson Wilder. I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about Andy Hartwell. Yeah, we well, yeah, would we'll see what you know what they do with her. Um, and again, you know, you have you know. Um, Zoe Stark there now, so you know you you have a lot again a lot of talent, but I think they have too much. You know, I, I, I think, think they so you know too. they have a little too much talent. You know, I just again, you know, where, where where do you put in your heart, or where do you where do you plug her in? You don't, you know, I don't think you just throw her into the women's title contention because I mean she hasn't she hasn't been on the roster that long, you know. It, you know how do you, how do you think, build her up to a top talent? I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to they're going to have it to where she's with Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano, and Cancel Ray, and have the way on the main roster. I I would love to see that. I I mean I like Johnny Gargano again. I think he's another one that's kind of you know underused. I'm um, even Dexter Loomis. He was he was here kind of stalking the Miz and doing his thing, and then. It, you know, they just for whatever reason it it, it stopped. And well, again, he, was that kind of he, he was backstage last night, Organo. Yeah, right. But well, but with with Loomis, when's the last time you saw Loomis other than last night? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, Tommaso um, Champa, Tommaso Champa returning last night. That was big too. Yeah, I thought that was big, especially with the interaction with the Miz, and you know they're supposed to be boys, you know, and. You know, he knew he was out with the injury, and they hinted that the Miz didn't really reach out to him, you know, or talk to him. And, you know, if he's your friend, why didn't you call me? So, you know, it, it's it's interesting to see, you know, if they continue that. Um, I heard and I like the Miz. Punch him out, and that was it. I also heard yeah. that that they're that they're that they're going to reunite DIY on the main roster with him, uh, him and Johnny Gargano. I, I, yeah, that I yes, did hear. I heard that um, too. And there's another rumor yeah, going I, around. There's another rumor going around. It's going to happen on SmackDown. Street Profits and Bianca Belair were turned bad. Yeah, I, I don't like what they were doing with the Street Profits. I thought they were going to give them a better push. Um, I, I mean, I, I like them. I, I think they're a great team. But they, it seems like they... They win a couple of matches and then you know Maybe. they lose a bunch yep. in a row and, and they they lose you're them turn, rather you're quickly. You're going to change heel. I can see. Well, 
that you know maybe, maybe that really nice. I, 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 I got that. a question for Dustin. I got a question for Dustin. Are you going to be around Thursday night, Dustin? Oh, I think he dropped off. Oh man. Thursday yeah, night. he dropped off. Right, so are we going to be talking about the uh, the worst villains of uh, WWE and AEW, TNA, uh, NWO, you know, and uh, back in the day? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we want. But yeah, we, yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. As it, I mean, it is getting late. Um, yes. I do appreciate everybody listening and, and calling in. Um, Brady will be back here next week. He has some things he had to take care of, kind of last minute. Um, but he will be back next week. Um, and again, like like Rapport said, join us. You know, Thursday night, um, WCW Retro will be talking um, worst villains. Um, and villains can mean a lot of things, you know, the, the character they played, um, that they portrayed on, on TV, you know, or maybe you had a, a <clears throat> excuse me, a personal well, interaction with person. a guy that, right? You know, yeah, or maybe they're really a, a not a good person in person, um, which is kind of where I was leading to. You had an interaction with a guy you thought was, was a nice guy, and he just turned out that he wasn't. You know, we'd love to, you know, have you share um, – your experiences, you know, there, um, and well, I did. I, I got, I got, I got three of them so far. I got three of them so far, but you got to listen in on Thursday night so I can say these right, three yeah, guys. Yes, listen in on, on, on Thursday night, um, and, you know, we'll, like I said, I, I did hear from um, from Stro. I have I, been texting him back and forth a little bit. Um he is rehabbing. It's it's going well. Um, he does miss being on the program. Um, he misses everybody. He misses you know talking to everybody and, and interacting with everybody. Um, so we just want to continue to pay, pray for Stro and um, you know pray that he continues to get better. He's got a little bit of a long road ahead of him, um, you know. But you know he he is you know on you know on on the road to recovery as they would say. Um, he is doing well. Um, Brady's talked to him, you know, a, a little bit, um, but we do, you know, wish wish her the best. Um, glad mm-hmm. that he's kind of out of the woods and, you know, on the way to recovery. Um, thank you, everybody, for, for joining us tonight. Um, and, again, join us Thursday night, 9 o'clock for WCW Retro. We'll be talking um, greatest villains or greatest heels, um, and we'll be joined by uh, Chaz Moretti again to give us his insight on, you know, his heels or who, who may be his favorite heels of all time. Um, guys, thanks for listening. It's been a great show. Um, continue to pray for Stro, and, you know, Brady will be back here next week. Um, we thank everybody for calling in. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. 
Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Bing, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Asher, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did anything have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that with the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.